Well, hello, everyone, and we're back with another episode of We Are That Podcast. If you don't know me by now, my name is Chris, a.k.a. the problematic sister of this podcast. And who am I here with, like always? I mean, at this point, <laughs> who else would you be here with? <laughs> Shit. We're going to cut all the shenanigans. Y'all know who the fuck I am, bitch. That's intense, but what if they don't know who, what if you're I'm like, sure you do. Okay, but what if they're new listeners and they don't know Well, that don't got shit to do with me, second. That's I'm bad. joking. <laughs> um, it's your favorite Nigerian Ugo. You know, I say this every week. If you're new, welcome. Welcome. Yeah, we like all the new listeners. Thank you to everybody that tunes in every week. Thank you for everybody who found us. I don't know how you found us, but, I mean, shout out to however you found us. Um, today, it's cold as hell. And we're going to try to get through this because we're real cold. Bro, to be we honest still with got you. our jackets on, sis. I'm yeah. my gloves back. You know, it was so cold when I was driving this morning. I tried to clean my windshield mm-hmm. with a little fluid. That shit. Yeah. All I got was the wipers. There yeah. was no fluid. Yeah, one of I mine was, like, was working, one was frozen. Excuse me? It was like, that, it was very problematic. I'm like, um Oh my goodness. And mind you, I don't know what that snow shit was. That the was squall? Like, I've never heard of a snow squall in Yo, my life. You saw that tweet, somebody was like I think it was um Jewels and Jim Jones that was in the car and was like, Squall <laughs> I saw that. Nah, but to this day I like until yesterday, I did not know what a snow squall was. It's like a heavy, you know how like it rains like really bad and then it'll stop? Bruh, like I walked to my window. I looked at the one. I'm like, oh, this ain't nothing. I walked back 30 seconds later and it looked like, nah, it looked let like me, Antarctica let me outside. tell you how the squall started as soon as I was leaving for work. On my way to the doctor, I'm on 78, just driving, minding my business, having fun. Mm-mm-mm. All of a sudden, the heavens open and that shit, I was like, whoa, 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 like... I ain't get my tires fit. Come on, son. You this, just gonna squall? Like, you couldn't squall in the morning, so I didn't have to go to work. Can you, like... And then it happened again in the, um, at night. And, it just yeah. snowed randomly. And I'm looking, I'm like, um... I, so I still gotta go to work tomorrow. And I honestly it? didn't know that it was supposed to snow yesterday, period. So I oh, was yeah, just I really... Um, I was just really unprepared, to be honest. Thankfully, I wasn't at work, but, like, shit. Like, <laughs> that was that... Where ugh. you going yesterday? I was home. I wasn't feeling well. What? Why do you think I went to sleep at 9 o'clock? When did you go to sleep at 9 o'clock? I literally texted you this morning and saying, sorry, I knocked out. I went oh, to was sleep. that when Kylie texted? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I was I went to out. sleep. <laughs> I'm just drinking. Oh, yeah, I know. I saw in the morning. <laughs> like I do. woke up. Like, but whatever. Anyway, so today... we're gonna. So we're not going to talk about this impeachment, or we just gonna let it? we just going to let it slide, or we just... Because you're trying say, to act like it's not a major current event going on right now. but uh, All I got to say is F-I-M-P-E-A-C-H-M-E-N-T. Do you know what that means? I got my own. Hey. I got my own. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but at the end of the day, like, FDT, I've been saying this since the beginning. And that's What's really what it is. Fuck Donald Trump. Oh, okay. You never heard that song before? I don't know. Maybe something you... You young kids listen to these days. Young kid, I'm old. You're all of three. I'm weeks. older than you. All of three but I'm weeks. I'm older than you. So that's on that. Okay. You're not even you old. Need to respect your elders. Truthfully, I act older than you. Truthfully, I act older than you. <laughs> Bitch, I'm so old. You're than actually you. a child. That's why. I'm a child of God. Child, nonetheless. <laughs> of God. Anyway, so <laughs> <laughs> today um, we're gonna be talking about. 
life as a 20-something, as a mid-20-something, because just as of a couple months ago, we both reached the mid of the 20s. Bitch, we in the thick of it. <laughs> we are in the thick. Yo, that shit hit me. I was like, whew, I got how many months until I got to really fed for myself, bitch? bitch First of all, the scariest reality of being 25 is at 26, you getting off your parents' health insurance. Let me tell you, I'm going to be in every so doctor's I, office. I just want to let you know, I'm getting the full workup. My nigga, Every run day. a CAT scan right now. Uh, just, like, just to do it. Just because. I'm going to get everything. wrong with it. Give it to me. Like, I'm going to be everywhere. I'm going to see the cardiologist. Why first, the cardiologist? Of all, first of all, you can, never, had, you can never not check on your heart. I was real scared because I had to sign up for my own insurance through work. And you know, like, when I first started working, everyone was like, oh, which plan did you choose? I'm like, um... I did. I'm 21. I don't know. Like, I'm sorry, bitch. Now I was like, are you? Oh, I gotta. And I missed the deadline too. Mm. I'm emailing the HR. I'm like, please, 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 let me. <laughs> please let me in. Please, please. I'm sorry, I missed the deadline. Please, but I can't go without the shirt without health insurance. That, that's how you know I'm childish. I didn't know. Please. I was dead ass. I went home and I talked to my because I was talking to my coworkers. They was like, oh, I was like, when's the deadline? They was like, today. I'm like, I would have okay. cried. So I had no idea what to do. So I went to my mom. I'm like, mommy, I need you to tell me which health insurance plan to get because I don't know the fucking difference. Like, bruh. bruh. When I was sitting through my orientation and I was looking at them health insurance plans, I was like, oh, I don't even got to worry I about it. Because I always, like, wave that shit. Now. And now there's some terms on there. And I'm like. Now you got to read shit. What does that mean? I was like, oh, baby girl. And then you start seeing that come out of your check. And it's mm. just like. Do I really need and, health insurance right now? <laughs> and my copays doubled with this new plan. And I was like, that's the worst. So guess who the fuck is not going to the doctor? Me. <laughs> I, just not, that shit? I ain't just going to see none of y'all because I'm going to stay the fucking side. Until, from now until September 24th, I'm going to be in the doctor every weekend. Absolutely. If I'm going to be like, hey, we only got but so many months left <laughs> together. I feel a little tingle just in my let leg. You know, um, when I woke up this morning, you know, I was a little sore. Okay. Check it all out. So what are we going to do about this now? Like, <laughs> Check it all out. I want to get everything. <laughs> They're going to be like, ma'am, did you stretch? No. I want a fucking chiropractor. Facts. ASAP. Facts. Anyways. And I knew that I was allergic to this shit, so I want to go to the dermatologist and the allergist and everybody. And I ate Six it just eight. so I had a reason to go to the dermatologist. You know why? Because my insurance is running out. That's what I, that's what the reason's gonna be. So why are you here today? My insurance, my insurance is, running, is out. running out, and I just gotta figure out for the rest of my figure me out for the rest of my life. Like, un, tell me what I need until I get into my career because, bitch, I ain't coming back here till I'm forty seven. I'm gonna be in shambles in twenty twenty. Do you know when I missed that deadline, I had the sad reality of like, damn, I'm about to be like those people that get like Theraflu ginger ale and chicken noodle soup, and think that that'll be be the Bruh. end all be all. I was like, fuck, this adult shit is real scary. Shit. Uh-uh. Anyways. But just to start this episode off, um, like I said, FDT. But also... Um, and that's how we feel. That's on that, period. Mm-hmm. Period, poo. But um, we're going to... any st- of y'all support that motherfucker, I know y'all still going to listen because you think I'm cute. But fuck you. And as to that on that, too. Um, no, but today we're going to start off with just some rapid-fire questions because I was listening to an old episode of one of my favorite podcasts, Shout Out to the Read, and there was an episode when they were just asking each other 
questions. Oh, was that the podcast you were talking about? Yeah. I was listening to it on the way here. I love the read. Um, but they were just asking questions that, you know, are just like one-off questions. Like, you never really think to ask anybody. And it was a really good episode because you just got to know more about them. Look, so in this little taking off my jacket, yeah, I gotta take off this scarf. This shit choking. Show you my rumpled shirt. But Do y'all use the word rumpled or is it just wrinkled? Me? It's not rumpled. Rumpled still skin. <laughs> What's that, bitch? Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're just gonna um do some rapid fire questions just so y'all could learn a little bit more about the people behind the mic. <coughs> and this girl over here is about to. St- that was so aggressive. And y'all gonna hear it. Oh my god. This is why you shouldn't chew gum on the mic. Yeah, huh? truth. Sorry. Sorry. Okay. okay. I had some pizza, I had like a lot of garlic, so I was like. Oh, yeah, that's good because your shit would have been rocking and I would have said something. Yeah, you would have embarrassed me. Absolutely. Go ahead. That was really mean. Hmm. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so, I wouldn't point out your insecurities, but anyways. We're going to start off with some rapid-fire questions here, okay? You get one answer okay. and one answer only. If you All tell right. me both, I get to punch you in between your eyebrows. All right, that's fine. All right. Okay. <clears throat> I wish we had some suspenseful music. <laughs> okay. Lights on or off? Off. Cold or hot? Cold. Money or fame? Money. Sex or love? Love. Marriage or long-term commitment? Marriage. Ugh. General wealth or breaking generational curses? Generational wealth or breaking generational curses? Breaking generational curses. Mm. And break every chain. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Sorry. Malcolm or Martin? Malcolm. Anita or Sade? Sade. Family or career? Family. Yeah, I'm, I'm confident with all those, I think. Girl, if you ask me these questions. Anyways, let me get to the last one. <clears throat> Missionary or backshots? Missionary. That's easy. That's easy. Bitch. I'm sorry. What? All right. Well, I picked those because I feel like you could tell a lot about a person through those questions. You can answer them yourself. I mean, that's always something that we could do here. I don't like the hot seat. It wasn't very hot for me. Just do it. It's not that hard. I don't like your attitude either. I wasn't having an attitude. I'm I'm encouraging you. Ask me. Ask me. I want some attention. Okay, go ahead. Lights on or off? On. Cold or hot? Hot. Money or fame? Money. Sex or love? (laughs) (laughs) Choose wisely. (laughs) um, Sorry, babe. (laughs) I guess love, I guess. Marriage or long-term commitment? Long-term commitment. Long-term commitment don't fucking exist. No, yes, it does. Because I'm not taking on your debt. Do you understand me? If I have Isn't that what prenups are? Like, if... Because with... If we sign a prenup, honey, boo boo, honey, boo boo. Once you marry somebody, I'm not planning on getting divorced. So the prenup, I can sign a prenup. Oh, that's not shit. I don't give a shit. But your debt becomes my debt. That's on you, baby. So why don't we do the church marriage? I'm not signing no papers for you. We know, you know the vibes. What a bond is stronger than a title, anyway. Okay, that's fair. Fair. Shit. Generational wealth or breaking generational curses. Generational wealth. Malcolm or Martin. Anita or Sade? Sade. Why are you whispering? Like, are these, like, hurting your soul? <laughs> Just to let you know, she said Malcolm, and she said Sade. Okay, family or career? Family. Okay. Girl, I've, I didn't say it. I've heard on one too many occasions. I don't need this job. 
Yep. Y'all need, need this be, shit. Y'all need it more than I do. I'm Back. just, I'm just right, saying. You right, y'all family. Y'all. You okay. Right. And then missionary or backshots. It depends on who's, you know. Sure. But you, you just said, I can't choose. If it's a boyfriend, both. if it's a husband, missionary. Oh my God. So missionary, everybody. If okay. it's a one off backshot, I don't want to look at you. That's fair. That's fair. Like, the fuck are we making eye contact for? Her? Nah, that's fair. Anyways. All right, now we're going to go on to... My quote! I was going to do my questions, but it's okay. Oh, this is really awkward. It's okay. No, 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 you can go ahead. It's fine. I okay. just have a slight form of Tourette's, so... You didn't tell me that. <laughs> okay. Um, but these are going to be a little, like, more introspective, not just, like, a one-off kind of thing. Um, so for you, was the medical field always your passion, or was it more so pressure from your family that did it for you? That was always my passion. I didn't see myself doing anything else. Really? You've always wanted to be medical? Mm-hmm. I wanted to be a... Well, in kindergarten, I wanted to be a fucking ballerina. What the fuck, bitch? I fucking hate that shit. Me now, I'm never going to go to a ballet. So I knew I did. <laughs> that was just some shit because all the girls in school was doing it. But anyways, once I stepped out of that, it was always the medical field. I wanted to be a pediatrician. But then I was like, nah, you know what? No. Just no. <laughs> not going to medical school. There's nothing you can tell me to make me go to medical school. No, thank you. So now here I am. Okay. Um, well, I guess my version of that, I'm not in the medical field, but I never wanted to do what my mom did, and my mom never pressured me to do any certain thing. So whatever I wanted to do, I just did it, and that's why I'm in the field I am right now. Um, so She's a stripper. I'm not a stripper at all. Did I tell you about the time that I got recruited by? I tried to get recruited by a stripper. No, I saw it on Twitter. No, I didn't get. I didn't try. They tried to recruit me. First of all, like I was, I was not stripper ready. You know how the girl was saying, "I'm not pap ready." I was not stripper recruit ready. What do you mean not pap ready? You didn't see that video of the girl that was like, "I'm not pap." You ain't know that I was pap ready. Girl, all you gotta do is take a shower and go to the doctor. <laughs> no, the if I said the entire video, you would understand. That shit is so funny i'll send it to you later i'll send it to you later all right um number two is how this kind of stems back to uh our trauma episode Mm -hmm. uh, which is episode three if you guys wanted to know Mm -hmm. um how do you like to be comforted when you're sad or upset um because we didn't really talk about ourselves i don't think i really think it depends on the person who's comforting me like if it's like my brothers or like my friends, just leave me alone. Like, just, I don't want to talk about it, please. But, you know, <laughs> if it's, you know, mm-hmm. uh, because we know I shall never ever say those words, mm-hmm. but uh, I would appreciate it to be like, what's wrong? Like, how can, like, I will go more into it mm-hmm. with said person, but. If it's my brother's, like, family, leave me the fuck alone. Yeah, I know what's going on. Just let me figure it out. Like, I don't know. I don't even know why I'm like that. Like, I just like to have, like, a few select people who I can vent to. Granted, I can always vent to my family, but no. I feel like for me, I just need, like, a safe place to vent how I feel. Uh, Because when I'm sad, like, I carry a lot with me when I'm sad and I don't necessarily like to so if I have somebody or a group of people that I could just speak my sadness through 
that's really all I need. And then the rest, I got to just, like, deal with it myself. Yeah. But, you know, sometimes when you try to talk through your sadness by yourself, you kind of have your own internal bias. So you mm-hmm. kind of just think that everything that you think is right. But there's sometimes when you're sad and you might be wrong about it. Um, Real wrong. But, um, yeah, I just need that safe space to be able to say how I feel and receive honest feedback about it. And then once I get that feedback, I'm pretty much good to handle the rest by myself. I kind of feel like it's like, even like in relation to the trauma episode, um, like, oh, I did tell my brothers. Finally. It's not that they heard it on the episode. Thank God, because that would have been awkward. Mm-hmm. But even in that instance, I was just like, you know what? Just respect my process. Respect how I'm dealing with this. Respect boundaries that I'm setting forth. And just let me get through it. Mm-hmm. But like, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I was able to like just open up and tell him what's going on. And I just, I don't know if it's an issue of I felt like I disappointed my brothers versus here's this person. It's a clean slate. He's going to like respect and love me. Granted, my brothers are still going to do the same, but like. It's a clean slate, and I didn't have, like, the same history, obviously, that I've, I haven't known him as long as my brother, so it's right. not like I let him down. It's just right. I'm just going there as, like, that's my sounding word. That's my just to find solace, like, et cetera, et cetera. So I, don't, I don't, honestly don't know why I'm like that because a normal person, someone who's well and okay in the head, will say, yes, please comfort me, but here I am yeah. choosing whoever. Okay, um... So number three, on a happier note, is I'm going to say three things instead of five things. So name three things that make you smile at this point of your life. Money. Having it or access to it or... Well, access to it doesn't mean having it. Please, having it makes me smile. Um... Money. <laughs> Money. <laughs> Nothing. Pounds. Dollars. <laughs> Naira. Pesos. It doesn't fucking matter. It's like not. Um, I would say having money. Um, getting like, keeping my grades up and my GPA up. Mm-hmm. And my family. Okay. I'll say, make me smile, like, all the time. Oh, you didn't say all the time. Well, I mean, at this point in my life, like, my family makes me smile all the all time. All the time? Yeah, I don't. I really don't get into... Ooh, I don't get into spats with my Let family. Let me tell you, sometimes I'll be like, and that's why you fucking adopted. I'm saying some wild shit to <laughs> I really don't get into spats with my family. Like, I really don't. Um, so my family, um, if I see a cute puppy... Oh my god, did I tell you we're going puppy shopping next week? Bitch, that is extreme. But what's extreme about that? We'll talk about it later. <laughs> um Yeah, I guess having money. Money gives you a lot of access to See, a lot of at, things. You didn't say at all times. That little caveat was very important. At all times, money. And that's it. At all at every single second of the day. A cute a cute puppy, if I see a cute puppy, it will always make me smile. I'll tell you that much. Okay, money and a puppy. 
That's it? I cannot think of one thing that makes me happy at any second of the day besides money. A cute puppy is cute. It's cute. But you'll smile at a cute puppy. That's the thing I'm saying. No, I do that awkward. Oh, look at your little puppy. <laughs> and that's not a smile. That's like a little pursed lip. <laughs> okay. And this one's a one-off one. This isn't about you. This is just an opinion question. Um, is it possible to be in love with two people at the same time? <laughs> First of all, she went from turning up. <laughs> she was like, yes, we about to get lit. And then I, and then I ended up she was like, well, you want me to repeat it? Because I'll repeat Next it. Next question. Okay. See ya. <laughs> <laughs> Bitch. Um, and I just think. You think, answer first. Do I think it's possible to be in love with two people at the same time? No. I feel like it's a lot. Like, to have love for two people. Oh, yeah. That's sure. possible. Sure. To really, like, really be in love with somebody. Like, when I, I haven't experienced it yet. But, like, when I'm thinking of, like, what it potentially probably is for me to be in love with somebody, I, I rationally cannot think that that's possible for me to attain So, my question to you, because I've 25 and never been in love. What the hell is the difference between having love and being in love with somebody? Like, I feel like a lot of having love is just, like, caring for them. But you care for someone you're in love with. No, like when, I feel like when you're in love, like, the drive to, like, eliminate your, like, personal benefit for somebody else's benefit is more, like, evident. And I feel like, mind you, this is us, like, idealizing, idealizing it, it. We don't fucking know. Like, uh, I feel like when you're in love with somebody, like, a lot of what you think is right in your world might be different because of that person. So, me personally, me right now, I know I'm too selfish to feel like I'm in love with anybody in my life. But what's that nigga lay that dick on you? Nah, not even. <laughs> not even. No. I've never been dickmatized. None of that shit. I'm sorry. And I've had some fabulous experiences before. So, so I'm a dominant person. What can I your say? Your statement begs the question. Mm-hmm. Is the only difference between having love and being in love with someone the sexual aspect? Because no. the things that I have love for you, mm-hmm. and I would do everything for you that I would do for my spouse or partner mm-hmm. besides fuck you. No, because I think a lot of being in love with somebody probably has to do with personal interests. What do you mean? Like, I think I have I have love for you, Faith. You don't got right? no choice. Anyways, continue. This is really the Tourette showing. <laughs> um, I have love for you, but I feel like as fucked up as it may sound. Wow. And I feel like. But you I also, hate to see it. I but don't I also, know what you about to say. But I also feel like on both ends, there's probably times that you would take your own best interest before my own. Why like, you, you would take that? your interest before mine. Why do you think that? Like, I feel like if there was an opportunity for both of us to win a million dollars, I don't think there would be a thought in your mind that you wouldn't because take the Because at the end of the day, if that same opportunity came for me and my husband, bitch, fuck you. I'm <laughs> taking a million dollars. There's nothing that differentiates you guys between <laughs> having love and being in love. But the sex, I'm only doing this, which I'm not fucking my friends. But say, for instance, now, they say, Ugochi, is that you? 
or Kristen or you or I'm going to say listen at the end of the day you know I'm going to share this money with you but hear me I'm taking it too <laughs> there's nothing that you can tell me oh, if it's, oh you're in love with him and you love her love is love oh that's nice please PSENG love will not pay PSENG but I but I right, hear me use, okay then let me use a better example like when you're thinking of like a certain instance you're i feel like you would be more inclined to think of how it benefits you and the person that you're in love with as a unit rather than you and let's say like i don't know like a a friend like a friend of yours and how it'll benefit you does this instance, and that friend. will this instance have an impact on the friend because i'm gonna think about how if it has if it has an equal chance of impacting everyone in my life i'm going to think about that it's not going to be because, oh, I'm in love with this person, that I'm going to choose the person. Because at the end of the day, that nigga could leave me. So this is... But then, I, but then again, like, I've had really, like, great sexual experiences, and I'm not... And there, there's been people who I've had great sexual experiences with that I really, really care about and have love for, but I'm not in love with them. But I know for me, the only thing that would separate, like, because, say, for instance, I'm dating a person and I'm obviously friends with y'all. I have love for all of y'all. Like, I care about all of y'all. Like, mm-hmm. I would do the same things for all of y'all. The only thing that would differentiate the two, because I'm going to tell y'all all the same shit. Like, we going to hang out together. If I hang out with you, I'm still hanging out with the person. It's not like I'm going to change personalities. Or I'm going to change. I might change my wig. But that's the only thing. I'm going to change my wig for everything. Okay. But the only thing that I could think of that differentiates and that will cause the feelings to erupt and to get bigger or whatever is that physical aspect because I'm not kissing on you and Carly and Allison and all y'all motherfuckers like I'm not doing that with y'all I think it's hard for me to like really talk about it only because I haven't experienced it yet so girl I haven't experienced it either once I've experienced it if if maybe we'll revisit this topic in like a few decades I don't know okay she said, <laughs> I mean, to be quite honest, God of Jesus, I mean, go ahead and do your damn quote, girl. Shit, let me unlock my phone. Shit, <laughs> I had to do the same with mine. Don't worry. Shit. So, the theme of our episode, if you haven't realized, is the 20 somethings. Yeah, the 20 somethings. Well, I'm 25, I ain't 20 something, bitch. Y'all gonna know my age. I mean, I think by the um, health insurance topic yeah. i feel like y'all know how old we are but it's a general quote actually i have two this is the one that i was talking to you about mm-hmm. like you know her song 20 somethings mm-hmm. god bless those 20 somethings because girl when she said praying my 20 somethings don't kill me i said oh hallelujah nah because that ass is a miracle sometimes. i felt that on a spiritual because girl I feel, like, I feel like every 20 something probably felt that when she said that i was like girl Dead ass, because this shit is stressful. There have really <laughs> like, been times where I was like, yo. You are expected to figure out everything in this span. And bitch, sometimes I forget how to tie my shoes. You see, I got vans on. Facts. There's reasons. Facts. <laughs> I've only been in the damn 20-somethings for like five and a half years. Shit. Like, come on now. I don't know about this. Anyways, <laughs> my other quote is kind of funny. Well, I thought it was cute. Mm-hmm. Clever. 
being 18 to 25 is like playing a video game where you've skipped the tutorial and you're just sort of running about with no idea how anything works. Let me tell you how that's fucking facts. And I found that funny because that's if bad. y'all ever play Grand Theft Auto when like, or even the other day I was playing 2K, right? And you there's a were nigger, playing. There's a nigger excuse? that's influencing my life. I don't like the draws on it. She about to go on Twitter talking about so yo like y'all was y'all watching the draft late. <laughs> I would be like, are you held captive? I'd be like, blink twice if you're safe. <laughs> like this bitch is playing too. Y'all don't understand the the Whatever. magnitude of that statement. Whatever. If there's you know. out of the three of us, me, her, Carly, if there's anybody, if there's person. anybody that's about to play two K, it it's gonna be, be me. me. It's gonna be me. And if there's anybody who's not gonna be that play two K, that that's me. her. So to hear her playing two K, and I, I might have played two K maybe once or twice in the past couple months, but that's because I have it at my house. But shorty, you play two. It's the nigger agenda. It's not me. It's not me. So anyways, let me explain. Shout out to that man. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I don't sound ridiculous. I hate to say it. But shout out to that man. Go ahead. I was going to say, I don't know that man. Okay. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead. Anyways, so he went somewhere. I don't know where the hell he went. He's like, oh, um, you could, you could, because he was like, you could watch Wendy. Or you know what I want you to do? Play 2K. I'm like, Why? Wendy Williams is on. I'm confused. I'm, I don't understand. So I entertained the idea. Opened it. It was too much. They were explaining too much. I just kept pressing. I think it was a PS4. It was PS3. What, PS2? what is the PS4? PS4. Okay. I know it's not an Xbox because I know what the PlayStation controllers look like because okay. of my history of all brothers. Right. So I just kept pressing X. I'm like, fuck, 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 fuck. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. So lo and behold. The time came where they put me on the basketball court. I sat and I said, Gucci, how do you shoot? <laughs> how do you run? Hold and t- how do you hold the ball? She, like, she don't know what team she playing I as. She don't know not a single player on that Just team. So like, she don't know any position know. that she's playing. She don't know nothing. All she knows is that she got a uniform and a ball. Well, I do know teams. That's one thing at least my brothers were able to teach yeah, me. Sis. But don't ask me who's on the team now, sis, because, bitch. Who are you, the Lakers? No, I was the Raptors. Same shit. Same <laughs> shit. <laughs> it's one of the big teams right now. Same shit. So I skipped the whole fucking intro and I got on that fucking court, bitch. I was playing for a good 27 minutes. <laughs> and you scored two. <laughs> shit and i just threw it away i was How like many points to take don't worry about it much business you know the computer's always cheating that's what that's what that said computer's always cheating and i believe it now but at the end of the day i'm just like that quote when i saw that it just reminded me of that and that's really how i feel at this moment as a 25 year old i'm like yo i have no idea what the fuck i'm doing and it's crazy that as children we were so eager to get here girl be an adult and have like and be on our own and experience new things. And First of all, by 25, I thought I would be married with, like, three kids. Oh, God. So. God. Wow. Bitch. Three of them what. things? I Ooh. thought I by 21, I would be married with my first kid. I don't know why I thought the 20s was such, like, an old age where it's, like, you're going to have your career. You're going to have everything set by then. Looking at my 21-year-old self. Bitch. Was I sober? 
Mm-mm. in the whole year of I being abs- 21? I absolutely was not. <laughs> I was extremely drunk that entire year. I don't even remember my 21st birthday. So, I mean, that really... Oh, yeah, I remember it, though. That really... It was a very successful night. Fuck every single one of you. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> so... Truthfully. I feel like this quote is very applicable to anyone in their 20-somethings or entering their 20-somethings feeling like they don't know what's going on, what they're doing. Look at it this way. None of us do. Mm-hmm. We don't know what the fuck we're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're probably fucking ourselves over for our 30s. Well, I hope I'm not, but... We're going to figure it out. Facts. You know, at the end of the day, when I was playing a video game, I figured it out. I just decided I don't like this shit. And I turned it off and I put on Wendy Williams. Fair. If that's what you got to do in your life and you got to figure out what you don't like, sometimes do you just got to turn it the fuck off. That's it. Put on Wendy Williams. Well, whatever the fuck y'all put on. I don't know what the you fuck y'all watch. I mean, I know bitch. you. No, I know. I watch it religiously. No, I know. I, I enjoy <laughs> Wendy. She's great. But sometimes niggas don't be watching Wendy. And I don't, I don't know what they know watch. Why. ESPN, probably. With Stephen A. Smith. Oh, you know Stephen A. That's because his I, videos I are hilarious. Brothers. You I don't have, discredit them. Them his, niggas is around. No, I, I know that they're around. I've, and shout out to them. As it's I not say because all of Twitter. I'm, say, I'm just saying his Twitter videos are funny. The only Twitter video that I actually found funny was one. He was talking about Lamar. <laughs> Was it about Lamar? Or they used it in reference to Lamar. To, to sign Lamar. Oh. <laughs> and he was on crack. That shit had to be a fucking tear. He definitely yo. did almost die. So it's not like he was really lying about that man's life. Well, anyways, let's move on to the topic. To the, the topic day. at hand, which is, as we said. Life Take it away, Chris. As a 20-something. Um, we touched on it, like, just a couple minutes ago. Um, just, like, reflecting on life up until our mid-twenties. Um, so we're going to do some expectations of how adulthood was <laughs> versus our personal realities of adulthood. I know for me, I'm just, I'm even just going to go 18 to 23. I'll just do that span. 18 to 23, first of all, I was happy as hell that I had more independence than I did when I was home. Um, you know, I... If I wanted to go out and party and drink and do what I want, I could do that. I didn't have to ask anybody anything. So I thought, hey, I thought life was about just me making my own choices and not having to own up to the consequences of everything because everything was just going to work in my favor. Well, that was a rude awakening when I was 23. (laughs) Um, Because 23 was when I had to get my own apartment. Um, Nothing bad happened, guys. Don't worry. Um, But... I was like, ooh, like, I could, I could buy these shoes, I could buy these clothes, I could buy this wig, but I could pay my rent on time, <laughs> like, it's, it was a lot of stuff that, like, really, really hit me, and um, I also realized that going out, like, super late, I can't really do that in <laughs> these days, my body hurts. Um, as we discussed on this show before, I go to sleep very early. Um, I like it, one, because I wake up unnaturally early. So I need to sleep a little bit. Um, also, I realized that the men in my life who probably tried to make it seem like we were going to have a forever 
and that they cared about me. Shout out to you. You know who you are. <laughs> and all them kind of things. Um, one, I don't even know where half of y'all are. I hope y'all are good. I hate to sound ridiculous, but if y'all were walking down the street, I probably wouldn't know y'all. Sorry to that man. Sorry to all those men. Um, but now I kind of know what I'm doing when it comes to men. And if I don't, I just stay single so I don't have to deal with the bullshit. What about you? Girl. So you mean from what did I expect my tw- like 18 to 23 What did you ex- like? No, what did you expect adulthood in general to be like when you were younger versus how is it actually right now? Well, as I told y'all, I thought I'd be married with kids. Yes. Um, oh my God, I can't even think about that. Y'all. First of all, I don't even know if I want to get married. So we could start there. Kids, first of all, you have to get married because I have to be in the wedding. I mean, legally married. Like, the idea of it is nice. And of course, as a Nigerian, I'm going to have my two weddings, but to sign the paper, a bond is stronger than a title at the end of the day. Because I just, reality, unless, like, I meet, like, well, actually. I ain't even gonna say the next sentence. Yeah, we just gonna avoid getting in trouble on this microphone. Know your audience. (laughs) We know my audience. Choose wisely. That's it. So, I just feel the aspect of like marrying with my debt because I know just my undergrad alone was like I mean fifty thousand dollars worth of debt. All right, I plan to keep going back to school. So this shit is just going to keep building. So my debt is scaring me. Now I got to worry about your debt too. That is the only aspect where I'm like, hmm, maybe Yandy was right. <laughs> but anyways. Chrissy wasn't. I'll tell oh, you that much. Goodness. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> Chrissy Lampkin was not She knew she right. fucked up when she decided to get on her knees and ask a dusty old man. Get up. Like, if where were your friends? Get up. And now it's like 11, how how long ago did that season come out? Like 11 years ago, some Mm-mm. shit like that. And now you're sitting, 11 years engaged. And now she said it wasn't a priority. 12 years engaged. You decided to kneel on the concrete. Oh, God. Anyways, that's not my point. That's not my problem either. I just felt like my life would be together by where I'm at now. Not to say that my life is falling apart. It's just me that's falling apart emotionally. But that. It's a separate topic for a separate day. No, it's not. It's just a topic for right now. No. Anyways, um, my life is actually, from the outside looking in, is actually pretty grand. You know? But. Sis is happy. Sis is thriving. Girl, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, but I mean, if we could really think about it, like, I guess thinking about both both of our lives, and I'm not to say that, like, we are the standard of people who are you know, 25 and older, but... But we out here doing the Yeah, we're, I think both of us fare out pretty well. None of us are on crack. Yeah. Because... No, nah, let me tell let me stop. I um, feel like that is right there, the the bar. <laughs> like, I don't have any addictions. Like, I... I could stand on my own two feet. I could be all right. I could, like, you know, make it out the house every day. I could pay my bills. I could maintain my lifestyle. That's another... That's a big thing. Maintaining your lifestyle. Um, and being able to afford your lifestyle. I can currently afford my lifestyle if I need to. Um, so, I mean, just, like, thinking about it, like, we we do fairly well. Like, And this is not to, like, humble brag or, like, anything like that, but it took a lot of trials for us 
to get to this point. So, Figure I mean, it's, out. Yeah, it's not like we, you know, had the textbook because, like she said, like, this is really just a matter of niggas passing the tutorial stage or the warning or the, what's the, ter- what's it called? Um, terms and conditions. It's Girl, I'd be clicking right through that shit. Y'all ain't never read that I shit for Apple. I probably my life away like 38 times. Yeah, I mean, I'm still here. Ain't I'm nobody still. calling me. Tisha Campbell. I'm still. <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, I just figured that my life would be further than where it is. And I feel like it's because I had a false understanding of what my 20s were supposed to be. Um, obviously, as a as I am now, I know the twenties are a year of like trial and error and exp- exploration. Mm-hmm. But as a child, I just and it, it's because I was a child, and I'm like, well, I feel like a nine year old. I feel like I'm old now. I can by the time I'm twenty something, I'm gonna be mad old, mm-hmm. you know. So that's what I felt like. Oh, I'd have the, the kids and the dog and the husband and the house and all of that stuff, bitch. I don't even know if I like my dog right now. <laughs> <laughs> And shit, husband, house, that's not here. So, I don't know. It's a funny time, the 20s. Nah, it is. It's a very explorative year. Enjoy your 20s, everybody. If you're not in your 20s, get prepared for your 20s. If you're in your 20s, we're along for the ride with you. And if you're at 24, 25... Make sure you abuse your doctor and go before your health insurance. Fast, because that's what I am in the current process of doing. Anyways. Um, So I know we hear a lot about, you know, the midlife crisis when, you know, your dad is out with no shirt on and a whole bunch of gold and listening to the baby and little baby and going out to the club and all that kind of shit. Um. And like I know for me, like that's what I'd be thinking. That midlife crisis, like you just don't know your identity. Um, but do you think that there is a quarter life crisis? So like where we are right now, like at twenty five years old, do you think a quarter life crisis exists? Hell, yes. I told you, I am a fucking wreck. Like I am a mess. <laughs> but I feel like it's because of I just feel there's so much pressure. Like as I said, the twenties and the years of exploration trial and error but you could trial and error as much as you want bitch you're expected by like 30s to get your shit together that's a good point that's a good point though like are these is this your own pressure or are these societal pressures like what do you think it's mostly stems for i feel as though mostly it's a societal pressure because if i'm 32 34 doing the shit that i should have been doing when i'm 25 he's gonna look at you like what are you doing like this well, is what time. have you been doing? Exactly. Now I want to start building and grinding and and setting forth the path for my future. But what were you doing in your twenties? Crack? Maybe. Some people were. Maybe. I'm not judging you. Crack is cheaper than cocaine at the end of the day. Whitney said it. Mm-hmm. And um, cocaine is a very expensive habit. I just want to let you guys know. But that's besides the point. What I'm saying is, when you're thirty, you, or in your thirties, you're supposed to have a rough or not even a rough idea but a very hardened idea of what is going on in your life like whereas in the 20s you have a rough idea you may be still in school you may be going back to school you may be working trying to build a house own a house whatever the case may be Mm -hmm. but all of that plays into the fact of this quarter life crisis because now i'm here at 25 like as i said in the thick of everything and 
how I'm looking at it is I got five more years to figure out what the fuck I'm doing. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying in five years, like, I'll have, like, the house and the dog and the husband and everything, but at least, like, career-wise and how I'm going to um, set forth a path around children, mm-hmm. that should be, it should be a pretty hardened, concrete path by then. That's how I look at it. So. I, I think that's part of the reason why I personally don't think a quarter-life crisis exists because at the end of the day, like, we've both agreed that this is an explorative, um, an explorative path in life. And unfortunately, well, I guess not unfortunately, it just so happens that some people just have it together more and faster than others. Like, there's some people that probably, quote, unquote, have it together by the time, like, at this point that we're at now, like, 25. I know me personally, I can't say confidently that I have everything together. I do know that I'm not mad about where I am. Like, that I can't. I I don't think I'm mad about where I am. I don't think it's an issue of being mad about where you are. I just feel as though I'm very happy and content with where I am. Granted, it's a stressful-ass place to be, but I'm happy. I'm here. It's just the aspect of I know I'm here, but I'm in transition. And during this transitional period, I feel as though what society has placed forth, which has obviously imposed on my own views of how I should have my life going. Mm -hmm. Um, Within the next five years, I'm expected to know what the fuck is going on with Uguchi and Mm -hmm. her future and all of that stuff. Because there's no way you can tell me that, oh, society doesn't have this standard of, like, by the time you're 30 or something, um, you're still, like, trying to figure out what, what career you want. Or like what most people figure that out if yeah. not by the end of college in their twenties. Yeah. So I I've get, I've heard that the most that I've heard with the thirties and I'm looking forward to this shit. So bitch, am I. I'm excited. Is you be having a lot of fun because you may you get into the career and you have more money and, and you, you you're just but you moving. can't you can't have more money if you don't know what the fuck you're doing and right. then you didn't set that path in the twenties. Right. You just gonna be in the twenties in your thirties. Right. So I feel like um for me, I'm, I think this is just because I'm speaking of my own experiences. I can't speak on anybody else's experience. Um, I don't necessarily think that at this point in time, I've been through a quarter-life crisis. Um, maybe quarter-life uncertainty or, um, like that's like you said, like that quarter-life transitional period, like where you just are like, all right, I'm faced with what I'm faced with now, and I kind of have to you know, take the necessary steps to move towards where I want to go. Um, in my per- in my family, um, I've seen my older cousins and how they've how some have transitioned well into their thirties, how some have not transitioned well into their thirties, and because I've had, I because I've seen both sides, um, and I also know my own personal model of how I want to move into my thirties. I don't feel like I need to go through a crisis um one because I have my own sense of being able to accomplish what I want to accomplish will it be easy absolutely not is it possible absolutely um it's not going like Rome wasn't built in a day just like my shit in the 30s ain't going to be built in a day um so two I also have like a very strong support system around me that can help me in times when I feel like, you know, like, 
well, what the fuck is going on? But I don't want to, but for me personally, I just don't want to call it a crisis because when I think of the word crisis, it's like I literally have no grasp on what's happening. And I feel like I fully know what's happening. Like, and I know where I also want to go. And I feel like when you have, when you're going through a crisis, you don't know any of those things. So that's why I want to call it like a quarter life uncertainty. Um, and when I say uncertainty, I mean, will the path that I'm setting for myself, you know, will it lead to where I want to go? Cause idealistically I think it will, but will it, who knows? Um, but yeah, like I just don't like the term crisis, but I do realize that people do go through crisis, crises, crises, crises. But for me, I, I don't want to have where I currently am sitting in life to determine that as a crisis. I feel like that's a big theme of your 20s and especially being 25, it's a lot of uncertainty. Because how I look at my life now, it's like, well shit bitch, this could go either way. Mm -hmm. You could be the shit that you're planning or fuck around and be a crackhead and be happy. You've never seen an upset crackhead. If you think about it, them niggas be living. Them niggas are always, granted, the situation may not be ideal. Not at all. <laughs> but I've never seen them upset. Like, <laughs> they always find a way. Look at Lamar Odom. Great work ethic because they always <laughs> reach their goal. <laughs> like, Every time. <laughs> so, bitch, it could really go either fucking way. But that, that level of uncertainty, it's like, shit, that puts fear in me because everyone knows me i'm a planner like i need to have my shit planned and i need to know what the fuck is going on i was just on the phone with such and such you know mm-hmm. and i was trying to plan the fucking next year and i'm like okay in january we're gonna do this <laughs> nigga was like i don't i don't know no like i'm like i don't know but it's to me that uncertainty it it creates like feelings in me where it's like okay now I'm scared because it's not that I have a fear of the unknown because we never know what will happen so I could plan um the whole of 2020 but it's like you don't know what will happen tomorrow but it's not like I just don't like that feeling that gray feeling as to what okay what am I doing what are my likes my dislikes what do I feel as though I can accomplish what can I accomplish and it's a lot of pressure because the decisions that I make now are really like the crux of my like they create that like establishment for my 30s right granted where I was 21 and 21 I think I like just graduated college I'm like okay but the shit that I did when I was 21 didn't really affect my 30s like that, like that. Right. But now that I'm here, I'm like, okay, anything that you do that can, that strays a, a, away from the path that you, or the life that you thought, that really changes things. Yeah, I was going to say, I feel like a lot of the reason why people may think that a quarter life crisis exists is because of how fast everything creeps up on you. Super fast. Like, you couldn't tell me that at 21 years old, I would be where I was today. Like, and I mean, four years is the amount of time that I spent in school. But them four years flew the, f- I remember yep. being 21 as though it happened six months ago. Like, and 
there's some years that are kind of a blur. I'm not going to lie. Like, 22, kind of a blur. <laughs> don't really remember much of it. But um, I don't know. I feel like because everything moves so quickly, you kind of feel like you're trying to run. You're trying to run away from whatever this, like, gray area is because if you feel like you have everything planned or you feel like you have like your eyes set on everything you're trying to just stay ahead of any sort of you know miss any sort of misstep and sometimes like when it feels like it's like really creeping over you like it's like breathing on your neck and everything that might be where you start to panic and everything um so it's kind of like you're looking behind you and there's like that whole gray area of oh shit like everything is really about to like get real but then you're looking forward towards all right well this is where I want to be so let me just like keep looking forward rather than worrying about what's behind me and it's weird because even when I was 21 and I you know was in the process of graduating college and then graduated college it was like I really don't think what I did for the past four years is really gonna affect what I'm where I'm at right now um there's certain things that I definitely could have done that would have made where I am right now a whole lot easier but um I didn't do them I'm still all right right now um but yeah it all ties back to like the quickness in which we got here because I know for a fact these four years went Flew. by so quickly Flew, girl. so quickly Girl, I really don't remember the age of I blinked, 22. And suddenly, I'm in D.C. celebrating my 25th birthday. I really don't remember the year of 20, uh, when I turned 22, like, at 22. all. 22. I don't remember what I was doing. I barely remember where I... I remember what I wore, only because it's on Instagram. Yeah, I don't remember my birthday that... Oh, yes, I do. Mm, not really. You was doing crack? No. Wasn't my drug of choice. Meth? No. <laughs> <laughs> no. The same drug I do today, which is alcohol. Let me ask you, so as far as success measures in mm-hmm. your 20s, mm-hmm. um, how does success, how does it look to you versus how it feels to you? All right, so I think we touched on this a little last season. Um, we did that. We did that. So like when I, when I look at what a successful person is, it's someone who's extremely comfortable with the situation that they're in, probably extremely financially stable, um, just happy in their life because a lot of successful people might not be happy. I feel like if I'm successful, I would like to be happy. Um, I feel like it's more tangible things than... Like the traveling, the Yeah, like traveling. Bags, the clothes. Right, like just accessibility to a lot of the things that you would ideally want in like any sort of situation like the whole i want to be able to go into that store and pick up anything and buy anything without looking at the tag like that kind of thing um i just want to pay my fucking bills (laughs) (laughs) um so like i feel like that's like a i don't want to say like the basis of what success looks like to me but i feel like it's the most like widely accepted like Nigga, if you the Instagram bi- look, yeah, like if I... you're a billionaire, like I'm assume you somewhat successful. <laughs> like you must have did something to get a billion dollars, but or you could be a scammer. 
Or you could scam. But I mean, you did what you had to do. But nah. you were a successful scammer. <laughs> you were a successful scammer, weren't you? And you had fun, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> but um, obviously that's not what success is in my life. Success to me is knowing that I have a job in my field. Um, success to me is being able to pay my rent and my car insurance every month. Um, success to me is being able to save money. Mm. Um, I don't. That's a big one. I'm not, savings account looking like. I'm not gonna say I live paycheck to paycheck, but I'm also not gonna say a that. A bitch I is have, comfortable, okay? I like I have money that I can save every Listen, paycheck. The you know girl said that they are very comfortable. <laughs> so, uh, like little success, little successes are successful to me. Um, but what does it feel like? Success. To me, at 25, like how I'm feeling it right now is being thankful, one, because, child, I didn't know I was going to be here. Shoot, like even last year, I was, there, were parts, there were times when I was really struggling, and I didn't think that I'd be able to pull myself out of it. But right now, it's a matter of me being thankful for where I am. Success feels like a safety blanket, like... I know that if I need to do something in an emergency, nine times out of, out of 10, I could probably do it. Success to me is knowing that I can fend for myself. I don't have to rely on anybody monetarily. I don't really have to, except for the people that pay my check. But I mean, like, nigga, I need a job. But in terms of like, every night I go to sleep and I don't have to be like, well, damn, how am I gonna get my next shit? like the next day like that shit is success to me and just knowing that I have the drive to still do what I have to do to increase my success increase my bank account get a better apartment get a better car like all that kind of stuff hmm. that feels good to me I don't know I don't, I don't want to sound like basic but I don't know like success just feels nice it feels like a comfort <laughs> well, my version of success is the Instagram like second. Mm. Um, I think, as I said, m- only thing that I'm measuring my success is well, two things against my brothers who just decided to be wildly successful, which is kind of depressing because now I'm like, all right. And I know I mentioned this before, but I'm I'm gonna tell y'all motherfuckers again. One of y'all could have just did crack for real, for real. And I know I keep bringing up crack because I really did want one of you guys to be the disappointment child. Not me. But anyways, that's besides the point. To me, success is like keeping everything paid for. like, And not being, not having that be a stressor in my life. Like, if I have all my bills paid for, I'm not worried about, oh shit, like... Now I can't buy this purse or whatever whatever luxury I decide to I guess venture out towards. But And I don't even do that for real. I don't. I don't like all those name brands. Cause now y'all just wearing name brands just to wear name brands. Cause now it's just like okay. And I know we said that Instagram that Instagram look might be a measure of success like on the outside. But I've definitely seen Y'all Niggas. bitches that be going to Dubai, we know what y'all doing. Yeah, we know what y'all doing. Y'all getting Dubai. peed on, and the tea is out, okay? And you okay. couldn't pay me. We see that. y'all getting peed on. Mm-mm. No, nasty. thank you. That's nasty. 
That's real. That's some real nasty shit. Like that's some real disrespect. Like, how do you shit. just sit? Like you're sitting there. And even if you don't open your mouth, like niggas peeing on, on you. your face. That like, means it's, it's getting f- in your nostrils, like and your hair. And-, and how do you feel at the end? of You know what? I'm not bashing anyone because we never know what anyone's life is. That's do cool. what you have to do. I guess. I don't. I mean, I don't like. I'm not gonna co-sign, but you could. You people do what they do. I don't know. Whatever you gotta do to get to Dubai, honey. Anyways, I feel like as far as how success feels on me, I, 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 I really do think to me a big theme of my twenties that I'm trying to incorporate is like boundaries. Mm-hmm. So me being able to implement those boundaries and stick to those boundaries and mean what I say. That to me is successful because I'm like, okay, granted, you can look at me and say, okay, what she's doing X, Y, Z, what she got this, this, this. That's a measure of success. Success to you, that's cool, that's nice. But to me, my true measure is like those boundaries because right. a lot of the times, what we're doing to reach those parameters of success for other people may put you in a situation where it's like you're overworked, you're overstressed. You're hyperventilating, you're having anxiety attacks, you're not dealing with the shit that you should be dealing with. Like, your mental health is kind of like, you know? Yeah. But for me, you can look at me all you want. Look at me, if you like, up and down, back and front, left and right, side to side, I don't care. Mm -hmm. But as long as I know I'm setting my boundaries, I'm working through whatever issues that I have had going on with me. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm mentally, I'm okay and I'm comfortable, and I'm doing the things that work to benefit my mental health, Same. Okay. I'm successful. Fact. But if I'm working like a dog, or if I'm like, actually, quite literally, I do work like a dog. And on the days where people don't understand where I'm like, nah, I just, I really need a mental health day. Like, I need to just, I was literally on the phone driving here, and I'm like, you know what? I just need a day to not. Yeah. Like, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not dealing with this. I'm not about to sit here. Yeah. Because what the fuck I'm not about to do is this. Okay? So I need a day to not do this. To not. Yeah. That's it. Like, and if I can take those days to not, and that helps me get better. So back on track by Monday, I'm here and I'm I'm more efficient and I'm a better worker and I'm a I'm a better friend, I'm a better lover, whatever the case may be, a better sister, daughter, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. I need that time to just retract and recoup and make sure how's your mental health? How are you dealing with X, Y, and Z? Yeah. And once I have that moment, okay. Because when you get on a plane and the bitch in the owl is talking to you, she's like, Listen, do whatever the fuck you wanna do. This may be spirit airlines. Bitch said, do whatever the fuck you wanna do. As long as if we get into some shit, grab your shit first and make sure you're good before you try and make sure your neighbor is good. Facts. Because you can sit here and try and say, okay, I'm doing X, Y, and Z, and I'm doing this to please this person. And this person may see me as, oh, and I may be in um, Tulum, Mexico at the fucking sandbar gym or whatever the case may be. Because that's a trend now that I'm yeah. seeing too. No longer Dubai. Now everyone's in Tulum. Tulum. Okay, cool. Whatever. You may be everywhere, but... How are you? Like, if someone's to ask you, how are you? You know that moment where someone asks you, how are you? Oh, how are you? And you, like, if you really go into some shit. And you freeze up. And you're like, oh, shit. Because there's been moments where people up. ask me, and I'm like, I've been holding it all in. And that simple question, I just start crying. 
No, that's really fast. That's a big sign that you are not okay. You're not okay. You need to, if you need to take a day to not, if you need to take a day to go to a therapist, if you need to take a day, bitch, Go outside. Take the and fucking day. Yeah, just do take it. Take the day. Like, do whatever at the you end need to. Because at the end of the day, like, some shit happened with my mom recently, and I had to sit with my manager, and she was like, yo, your mental stability is not, okay. is not worth this job. Like, you need to be... You need to be okay within yourself to even get up to come to this job. Yeah. And... Like, like, I know we be saying, like, y'all need me more than I need this. But I need myself more Hello. than I need the job. Hello. Like, I, I have to live with myself every day. Once I clock out, I don't want to hear anything about my job. You know, and on the weekend, I don't want to hear anything about my job. But I have to live with myself nights, weekends, days. Every, every moment of my life, I have to live with myself. So as you were saying, like, success is really being able to be one with yourself. Because I'm still trying to learn that to this day. Like, how to really, really, like, live with everything that I've been through. And I feel like that's a, I'm very appreciative of the time in which I'm reaching like my 20s and my 30s, whatever the case may be, because it's, it's more acceptable to admit, okay, I'm not feeling okay. Granted, like, I know like I had a past conversation with my mom and she's like, oh, you're letting things from XYZ affect you. Yes. Yeah. But in her time, it wasn't acceptable. But now, in my time, it is. And you see how something X, Y, and Z years ago can affect you and how you start to build upon that. Mm -hmm. And now your everyday actions are based on that thing. that You had no idea that this would affect you this way. So I'm very appreciative of the fact that now it's kind of more so normalized that people are going to therapy and people are doing a lot of introspective work on their mental health and people are taking their mental health days and people because the the prior expectation before our generation was oh you just you just gotta grind you just gotta keep going you gotta work 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 i look at my mom and i'm like my parents i'm like i don't understand y'all don't have y'all don't rest like for real for real like that was really the the expectation is you rest when you're tired i mean you um rest when you're retired rest when you're retired like you just keep going 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 until it's not a happy Youth. life. It's really not. You and burn out. Like, you really do. And it's crazy because I've definitely, at, at 25 years old, have already been through burnout. Yep. And I feel like I haven't done, I'm not, not to like shit on my own shit or whatever, but I feel like I haven't done half the shit that my mom has done. Exactly. And because, let me, I hate to cut you off, but. No, go ahead. I'll be looking at my coworkers and I'm like, so after you leave here, you got to go take care of children? That's why I know that I'm not. not Kristen, I told you today I took a four-hour nap and I still wasn't okay. Bro, I told you I I have a fish. Like, <laughs> I have, I a, have a dog. I have and a I got fish. home and I was like, yeah, you on your own, bitch. I don't know what to tell you. Bro, I have a fish. I'm like, yo, once you're getting fed, that's it. Let me just make sure that you're still swimming. Like, not to say I'm a good fish mom. Don't get me wrong. But, like, sometimes you like you really have to decompress. Like, I'm sitting I here like. Moment. I don't need anyone to need anything from me. I just need me to need me. Like, and swim. I need to go. Swim. And, like, just. So. Just swim. Uh, please. I, just, I, I can't. I don't know. I don't understand it. 
because to me the twenties are such a random age. It's so I random. just feel like it's you so never know, like I have people from high school who are like married with three kids. Then I have motherfuckers who really are on drugs. Yeah. I have motherfuckers who are in jail. I got motherfuckers like who are living the golden path. Like and unfortunately, niggas there's is traveling. Pe- and there's people that I know that are dead. Like Exactly. And it's really crazy because at, tw- at in your twenties, like you could really have one mentality. Like you could be on some, okay, I'm gonna be single, I'm gonna do what I want, I'm gonna do the, the, the literally the next day mm-hmm. is like, hmm. Maybe that whole, you know, shacking up thinking as bad as I thought. It was. Like and that's how re- fast it hit me, bitch. It's really like a switch kind of thing, and that's where I think this whole uncertainty thing comes from. Because you're like you're you might be setting your ways as far as what you ideally want for like your future, but like everything is like boom, boom, boom. I feel like, like it's funny that fuck. you said that because it, to me, everyone's views on their twenties is dependent on their personality. That's so. A- when you said the twenties is more like a a midlife uncertainty whereas i literally see this shit as a motherfucking crisis <laughs> and that's fair and, and that's not i am on me. you know that spongebob meme where everything is on fire is it a spongebob meme or is it like i don't know it's a cartoon i don't know what it is it's mad shit on fire and a nigga sitting there like this is fine I'm okay this like, is fine that's really how i feel my 20s are but that's because for me i need to know i need to know what's going on whereas not- certain people are like okay I don't, I'm going to float through this and figure out. And that's like, why I said, into contrast, I'm that meme with the fire um, in the house in the background and that little girl's making that And she's making smile. that deep, yeah. That's me, because no, I'm like. If my shit mm-hmm. is on fire and I'm sitting here, I'm having a fucking <laughs> panic attack. Like, I need to know what the hell is going on next. So it's funny, it's such a scary place yeah. where it's like, but I know for me, the only, the only theme that I have from my 20s, 25 now, to 30s, to the rest of my life, I need to set and enforce my boundaries because if I don't because to me as selfish as this may sound and you're allowed to be selfish in your 20s don't ever forget that don't or in your whole life I mean I know kids whatever from now till death I guess but again you can't if you're in an accident or a plane crash, you can't help the motherfucker next to you if you don't got your oxygen on. And honey. niggas literally say, it, say that on the plane. And they so. say it. So it's okay to be selfish. Like, but a big theme of my five years left of being 20, uh, in my 20s, I need to be selfish with me. I need to need myself more than other people need me. And I need to set my boundaries. It. And I need to be comfortable with setting my boundaries. Because a big thing that I've noticed is... Yeah, you can say, okay, I need to set my boundaries, but say, for instance, this is me and you, and this is how we've always been. You've, this has just been something about you that's just, you've been saying or you've been doing, and I haven't liked it. Yeah. But now I'm comfortable enough in myself to say, okay, Chris, I don't like this. Yeah. That may bring about a very uncomfortable situation. And it's not that I'm saying this so, because I don't want the friendship to last, or I want, I want the friendship to end. I want the friendship to last. It's just, I need you to respect me and respect my growth and my boundaries enough to do what I'm asking you. Because it'll ultimately be able to make me perform better. Better, exactly. You have to think about the, the the grand picture of everything. I just want everything to flow better. Yeah. But I can't, and this is in the workplace, this is in relationship, and friendship, and family. You need to, or maybe this is a letter to myself, you need to set your boundaries and enforce just, them. I was just because about to ask that. even like, I've had some recent conversations. People are like, Oh, you're just being in your feelings. I'm like, I'm not being in my feelings. I, as a woman and as an adult, I'm working through my own shit. 
and yeah. now I know what some of my triggers are and what you're doing is triggering that. Yeah. So I need to let you know that this is not okay. This is not me being, you can look at it as a situational thing. Mm. Cool. I'm looking at it as a principal thing. Mm. And everyone who knows me knows I'm very principal driven. Yeah. And motherfucker, if I feel like you violating that <laughs> shit, there's nothing on earth that you could tell me that's like, oh, I'm not really violating. Yeah. But once I'm forcing that, if you in your heart of hearts feel as though I'm being dramatic, that's cool. But I'm letting you know what I need. And if you can't respect that, we don't need to be anything. Is that what you was like? Because the next question, like just to wrap this up, I was going to say, like, if you're if you could tell your 15 year old self anything about your future into your 20 somethings, is that what you would tell? Just like be mindful of your boundaries and learn how to navigate your life in terms of your boundaries. I really do think, and as I've just said prior, it's need yourself more than other people need you. Yeah. Because a lot of people, and especially in life, with family, with friends, with lovers, with work, people will need you. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, you are the most important thing in your life. Absolutely. And some people can view that sentence as very inflammatory, as very problematic. That's cool. I'm not the problematic sis of this podcast. I am. But <laughs> it's a very true statement. Literally. To me, in Ugochi's life, Ugochi is the most important thing. Granted, there are a lot of important things, but at the end of the day, I will be of no purpose, of no use to those things and those people if I'm not okay. So if I had my 15-year-old self and I had her across, I'd be like, yo, first of all, bitch, by 25, you're going to have a lot on your fucking plate in the next 10 years. But understand that you really are the most important aspect of your life. And I, yeah. as a 15-year-old, I never, like, I thought that was just obvious. Mm-hmm. But as I grew older and I become an adult, I'm like, okay, yeah, duh, you're the most important person of your life. But this person is really important, too. You don't want to let them down. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to disappoint them. You don't want to. You see the conflict whatever, more. Exactly. Whatever action that you may take to make sure you're good, it might negatively affect them yeah. but at the end of the day the that person is the most important person in their life so yes. why can't i behave as if i'm the most important important person in my life mm-hmm. so if it's to be selfish if it's to be aware if it's to be whatever the case may be take care of yourself mm-hmm. and take those days to not yes because bitch you're gonna have a lot <laughs> <laughs> i would say that if i could say anything to my 15 year old self it's kind of like a two-parter um, firstly is it's okay to not have it all figured out right away but because you don't have it all figured out that doesn't mean you should stop trying mm. um, because I know there's been times where I've even switched ideas of what I wanted to major in in school mm-hmm. like I switched my major I think twice three times something like that and I eventually got it so I I say it's okay to not have it all figured out because at the end of the day, being 20-something is still young. Like We still have a lot of life to live. So we the theme of this is just that it's too explorative to feel like you have it all figured out. But just because it's kind of like, oh, the 20s is a pass for me to you know explore and do what I have to do, it's very easy to fall into a mindset that because I'm I keep exploring, that exploring is comfortable for me and I don't really have to grasp onto anything and like really devote my time and my energy into something. So I would really say like 
Yes, it's okay to not have it all figured out, but realize that in the time that you keep on trying to explore, days are going to go by, weeks are going to go by, months are going to go by, years are going to go by, and you sit and you reflect and you're like, what did I actually do? Like, in order to really like have me move forward in my life, like, do I feel fulfilled? Do I feel accomplished? Do I feel like I actually did something? Do I feel like I have any sort of direction? Or am I just like existing? Mm. Like I wanna live, I don't wanna exist. You know what I mean? So, you know, the 20s is about living. It's about, you know, seeing what you like, seeing what you don't like. But eventually you have to take heed to what you do like and what you don't like. Mm -hmm. And some of those things might come very subtly. Some of those things might smack you in the face and tell fucking break. Trust me, I've been through some of those things all too many times. But uh, to wrap it up, just the 20s is a very weird space and time. And it's the gray area of your life. It is the gray like, area of your life. They say the quarter life crisis, okay? You're going to have two crises or crises? Crises. Crises. You're going to have the quarter life and you're going to have the midlife. And don't have your midlife be a quarter life. No, I probably will have a men usually have a harder midlife crisis. Absolutely, right? I think they be getting motorcycles. They be getting toupees. I think psych. Yeah, I think like psychologically, men probably have like a harder midlife. Like physiologically, I think. But I feel as though that's just because bitch, y'all realizing y'all getting old, and it's that's a part of life. (laughs) You're gonna be old, nigga. Like I'm sorry. I think an even worse crisis to have isn't is the uncertainty of figuring out your life and being expected to figure out your life in these 10 years to be able to know that you're gonna get to your yeah yeah, exactly like Like, and that's a really like that's a big ass flex like right there in and of itself making it this far to me that's the biggest flex mm -hmm. y'all could keep y'all little stupid i don't even know the fucking name brands y'all keep your name brand bags that's cool Y'all can go to Dubai. I don't Italy. think I have. I don't one. even give a single. Sh- I don't. Uh, okay, I do. But I don't think those I have are gifts. One. But y'all can travel wherever the fuck you want. The biggest flex to me is me sitting here right now, being on this microphone, being able to voice out. You know, retrospect, all of that stuff. Cool. I'm here. Like I'm alive. I'm breathing. As Chris said, there's some people who haven't made it this far. Yeah. But. And success, and like just to like bring it home, like before we wrap up this episode, success is us being able to sit on the mic and be able to be a voice and have us be even like a resource to anybody mm-hmm. to like if you feel like you don't have it together, like success to us is being able to know that people can talk to us and vocalize how they might not have it together or any tips about how they feel like we have it together. And I mean, you know, you know. Success is still money. Success is very much still um, money. Get your money. Pounds, dollars, pesos, naira, naira. whatever the fuck you want to use. I don't know what else you got, but um, but yeah. Um, on to a very big important part of my twenties, wine. Because <laughs> when I tell you, <laughs> I can't even count how I can't even begin to estimate Bitch, how many bottles of wine I've drank in my twenties. It'd 20s. be days where I come home from work, I'm like, no, nah, I need a bottle of wine. Yeah, I've definitely <laughs> downed bottles of wine a night, and I'm not an alcoholic. Don't call me one. I curse Maybe you the fuck I am. Out. Mind your fucking business. I, I curse you the fuck out. Don't try to label me. I can only label me bitch. Nah, I think some people can. Y'all gonna 
clinicians probably can label you, but it's okay. Anyways, our first wine is um uh, a white. Call Zinf- me no motherfucking alcoholic, bitch. Anyway. I don't think they're stupid if they're clinicians, but okay. I know I'm gonna see you because y'all know I'm 25, so, <laughs> huh? Y'all not stupid, y'all. Anyways, <laughs> fuck. We have something that's not a Chardonnay because you know I tried to specifically do this because I think y'all getting tired of me and my Chardonnays. Mm-hmm. What? Mm-hmm. What you got something to say? No, <laughs> I'm reading this bottle. <laughs> It don't say much. (laughs) So what I picked up is a white Zinfandel um, by Liberty Creek. Let's see if it has a nice little explanation on the back like last week. Wasn't it last week where it was like something a cream fill or something? Yeah, it was like, uh, yeah, it was something like cream. Mm. Cream, A creamy finish. I think think that's what it was. Hey, ma'am. I'm not going to lead into that joke there. (laughs) Our white Zinfandel is refreshingly sweet with cranberry and watermelon flavors and lively notes of fresh strawberry and cherry. Enjoy chilled pairs perfectly with all types of food from crisp salads to Asian or Latin cuisine. What about African? That's very awkward. I'm never buying this again. And it's called Liberty Creek, so I knew these motherfuckers was a part of slavery somehow. (laughs) I'm joking. It got don't the Liberty Bell me. on it. Allegedly. I, like, I don't even fuck with Philly, so. I mean, it's a good wine, but I, I still don't fuck with Philly. Anyway, um, the next wine that we have, we ain't even open it, and I'm kind of happy because this is my favorite wine. Oh, God. Of all time. Um, it's called Brie Riesling. I don't know what. They sprinkle crack in this shit. I've never, I don't remember that one. This shit is good as hell. I don't even have to describe what the fuck it tastes like. Just go hell. get it. You know Just what go get it. Type as hell as S S L. It's I S apostrophe C E L L. Fucking ghetto. I fucking hate <laughs> Anyway, the um, tagline of this wine is a design as racy as this wine. Um, it looks like an effing vodka bottle. If you ever go into Total Wine or wherever you get your wines from, it's the wine bottle that looks like effing vodka. It's good. Just oh, that's go, true. G- literally, just go get it. Like I really don't know what to say. Sponsor it's, us. Yeah, sponsor us, please. That's what we need to I say. I mean, we that's have it. we have fucking reviewed okay. one too many wines one on this motherfucking show, and we have a whole segment about it. And I'm not saying sponsor us because we did it. But I'm saying sponsor us because we did it at the same time. Yeah. Because, like, who the fuck else is doing this? Mm-hmm. For free. Mm-hmm. But anyway. So, um, I feel like to wrap up our episode, again, I'm going to refer back to Scissors. Iconic. 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 I was going to say economic. Shit, Pitch. money. Iconic song. <laughs> What's this shit called again? Mom? 20 something. 20 something. <laughs> The bitch really explained everything that I'm going through in my 20-somethings. But she did say, good luck on them 20-somethings. And I feel like that's something that we could really take with us because Jesus. Good luck, everybody. That's all we need. Good luck. We need luck and we need Jesus because this is really like the fucking end game right here. Like, I don't know. Yeah, we trying to. We don't know how it's going to end. We're we're fighting a final boss that we don't even know what it is. Like, Some of us could end up on crack. Okay. Some of us can end up really successful on so, crack. Some of us... Look at Lamar Odom, like I said. And look at him. He just found love. He not having sex until marriage, like... Allegedly. Because, you know, he uh-huh. thinks we lying at the end of the day. <laughs> just kidding. But no, for real. Good luck, guys. Because this shit is a very uncertain time. For me, I know I'm going through a lot. Like, as I said, I'm barely holding on. 
another episode, another topic, but like we're gonna figure it out. Yeah, we made it here. Just look, be happy about exactly. that. Exactly. We're here, y'all listening to us, we listening to y'all. We might be listening to ourselves. Shit. I like to listen to myself when I be editing the episodes. Yeah, I finally like but listening to my voice. So we are here and we made it this far. Granted, you may not think you made it far, but other people may be looking at you and thinking, Yeah, you did a really good job. Like so far I'm proud of you, whatever the case may be. Yeah, look you, look at me with this damn episode. Um not episode, the what's the name of the game? Two K. <laughs> Granted, I had no idea what the fuck she I gonna, was doing. Next time, she might go from two points to four points. You really know. I know. still made two points, and that is a big point right there. That's success, to be honest. Because with you. I had no idea what the fuck I was doing, but I was able to hit two points. And now she knows that if she ever has granted, it in her, that may have been one shot. She may have it in but her. I hit. You never know if she ever wants to turn two K on again. Exactly. Now she has it in her to know that hey. Exactly. Now I know that I want to get yep. more than two points. I ain't so. have no type of instructions because I skipped right through that. That's like high school. I was just not paying attention. College, barely paying attention. I paid attention enough to get through those exams. Now I'm here. I may have just really hit one point. But I made it. Mm-hmm. You did. And carry that with you, sirs and ma'ams and anything in between. <laughs> Good luck, sis. But just to wrap it up, um, you can follow us on Twitter at We Are That Pod. Is it underscore? No. No. We Are That Pod. Instagram, We Are That Pod. On SoundCloud, We Are That Podcast. On Apple Podcasts, We Are That Podcast. Mm-hmm. Make sure you subscribe. Subscribe. Leave a review. Leave a review. Give us stars. Stars. All Hella that stars. shit. Hella stars. You can only do five. Give us five. All that shit. Um, and email us, too. Email us. Anything you want to say, whether it's constructive criticism, compliments, any questions that you want us to talk about on the show, at wearethatpodcast at gmail.com. Yep. You can follow me personally on Twitter and Instagram at Kristen Dior underscore. That's K-R-I-S-T-I-N, not E-N. I don't know who you'll find. D-I-O-R underscore. You can follow me too because the feds is out here. The niggas know. The jig is up. What is it? I. How do you not know your own Twitter? You be on it. <laughs> I was about to say faith and reason. Never mind. Wow. Um, that was a time. That was a throwback. That was a time. Okay. Um, I believe. Don't hold me to this. It's at Chief Ugo underscore. The underscore may be in the front or in the back. I don't know because I don't follow myself. So y'all got to figure that out. Y'all know what the fuck I look like. Like. Come on. I'm on the podcast, Instagram. Y'all know what the fuck is going on. And if you want, you can follow our third West member, Indian, Carly, at West Indian Schwitty. That's W-E-S-T-I-N-D-I-A-N-S-H-W-T-Y. And she'll make it a point to say that she couldn't add the A because of like character, character restriction. But I just think she wanted to be Schwitty. So Schwitty. That's what it is. West Indian Schwitty. West Indian Schwitty. And that, everybody, is the that on that. Period.